Hello and welcome to the Proximo Weekly Debrief, where we bring you all the exciting stories in project infrastructure and energy. I'm your host, Neve Curran, and let's dive into Proximo's top stories from last week. Danske Commodities has signed a 15-year PPA for 480 megawatts with Equinor and SSE Renewables, 3.6 Dodger Bank offshore wind project in the UK. The Dodger Bank agreement adds to Danske Commodities' growing presence in the PPA market. Last year, the energy trader inked a 20-year PPA with Highwind Scotland Wind Farm, the world's first floating wind farm, a 15-year PPA with Sheringham Shoal Wind Farm, and a 15-year PPA with Dungeon Wind Farm as part of the planned novation from owner Equinor. Moving to Myanmar, where the Ministry of Electricity and Energy is said to have received 155 bids for the 1.06 gigawatts of solar project it has tendered across 30 sites. Chinese company submitted 54.8% of the total offers. SunGrow Power Supply, 24 bids. China Machinery Engineer Corp, 15 bids. China Datang Consortium, 11 bids. SPIC Yunnan International Power, 4 bids. Union Resources and Engineering, 4 bids. And Power China Hydro Developments, 4 bids. Thai developers entered 22 submissions, local companies proposed 11, European developers put in 10 bids, and US and Japanese developers made 4 bids. The official winners are expected to be published soon. The Toronto-based First Colbert Corp has appointed Mark Traviciol as Vice President of Project Development. He will have overall responsibility for the recommissioning and expansion of the first cobalt refinery in Canada. Durisiol is a professional engineer with 30 years of experience in mineral processing, mining, capital projects and executive management. He spent over 20 years with Glencore predecessor companies Falconbridge and Zastra Nickel, where he was general manager of business development and strategy, general manager of Sudbury Smelter Business Unit, manager of smelter operations and superintendent of Kid Creek Zinc Plant. More recently, he held a number of executive leadership and board positions, including CEO positions at Crow Flight Minerals and Silver Bear Resources. Last year, First Cobalt and Glencore entered into a partnership framework to commission the refinery. Subject to certain conditions, the agreement contemplates that First Cobalt will treat cobalt feed mineral supplied from Glencore's Democratic Republic of Congo operations for an initial five years on a tolling basis. Now moving to South Australia, where Vestas has signed an 85 megawatt turbine supply and maintenance contract with Nexif Energy for the second stage of the Lincoln Gap wind farm. The EPC contract is for 24 Vestas V136 3.45 megawatt turbines delivered in the 3.6 megawatt power optimised mode. This will add to Nexus' existing fleet of 126 megawatts of Senvion turbines, which are being serviced by Vestas. Delivery of the new turbines will commence in the first quarter of 2021, with commissioning scheduled for the third quarter of 2021. Peter Lundquist, Deputy Permanent Secretary in the Danish Ministry of Finance, will be joining EKF on the 28th of August as Deputy CEO and COO. 
Lundquist will be responsible for strengthening EKF's organisational and strategic development with particular focus on clean energy. Under the 2020 national budget, EKF was allocated an additional 14 billion Danish krona to export Danish climate technology to the rest of the world, thereby maintaining EKF to manage more than half of the 25 billion Danish krona in Denmark's Green Future Fund. Moving now to Kenya, where the Marco Borrero company has closed the financing for its solar photovoltaic project in Nyeri, central Kenya. Financing provided by several financial institutions, including the Renewable Energy Performance Platform, a platform dedicated to renewable energy financing funded by the British government. Marco Borrero Company has also received funding from Sunref, the green financing label of the Agence Française de Développement, which aims to work with local banks for green growth in low-income countries. Sunref invested $1.8 million through the Cooperative Bank of Kenya. The facility will be built by the Indian company Aston Field Solar under an engineering procurement and construction contract. The solar farm is expected to be commissioned by December 2020. Moving now to Chile, where the government has formally opened its 5G licensing process. The tender will involve a two-stage process, technical evaluation followed by economic best offers. The regulator will hold four simultaneous 5G licensing contests across the four available bands to maintain competition. Connecting hospitals is high on the government's agenda, spectrum winners facing requirements to connect Chile's hospitals in the first phase of its rollout. It is likely that Chile's four existing mobile network operators, Entel, Telefonica, Movistar, America Mobile-owned Carlo and WOM, formerly Nextel, will take part in the tender. The state has 1.8 gigahertz of spectrum up for grabs in the 700 megahertz AWS, 3.5 gigahertz and 26 gigahertz bands Subtel has opened a consultation period in the auction guidelines, which is due to run until the 7th of December, with responses to be published later that month. Entrants will be able to submit their applications in mid-October. Moving to Croatia, where the Chamber of Commerce has announced that RP Global intends to build a 10 million euro solar PV plant on the island of Pang, in the town of Novalija. The project will produce 25 GWh of electricity per year and will generate €33,000 for Novalija's municipality, municipality annually. The solar plant adds to Australian RP Global's renewable energy portfolio in Croatia, which includes the 43.7 megawatt Danilo and the 34.2 megawatt Rudin wind farms. James Wright is stepping down as Managing Director at HSBC for Global Banking and Markets based in Chicago. He led the bank's renewable energy activities in the US, including M&A, debt, financing and tax equity. He is moving to a major global institution in North America where he will head its renewable energy lending platform. Wright has been at HSBC since 2002. Now moving to Wales, where the Crown Estate has awarded an agreement 
to lease Blue Gem Wind, a joint venture between Total and Simply Blue Energy, for the proposed 96 megawatt Airbus floating wind demonstration project in the Welsh waters of the Celtic Sea. The first award for floating wind in Wales. The project is part of the Crown Estate's ongoing offshore wind test and demonstration opportunity, designed to facilitate pre-commercial innovation through the trial of new and emerging technologies in live conditions. Blue Gem will now progress with environmental assessments and surveys, securing access to the grid and seeking planning consent. Now, finally, we move to Peru, where Lima Airport Partners, which is owned 80.01% by Fraport and 19.99% by the IFC, has awarded the contract for the construction of Lima Jorge Chavez International Airport's second runway to the Interpuku Consortium, comprising Sakir and GYM companies. The award is the final contract for the airport's $400 million airside expansion. The contract includes the construction of the 3,480 metre runway and over 10 kilometres of taxiway, approaching lights, beaconing system and Naviad. Construction will start in September 2020 and completion is scheduled for the end of 2022. In June, Lima Airport Partners, which holds the airport's concession until 2041, also awarded the construction works contract for the airport's new control tower and airside support buildings to the Werea Consortium, comprising Feverial, Action and JJC. There has been no new news on the financing of the $1.8 billion airport expansion, which includes a new terminal, as well as the aeroside works since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. At the end of 2019, Lima Airport Partners was looking for around $1 billion of debt via its financial advisor, SMBC, and was said to have a 12-bank syndicate in place. That's the end of the top stories for this week. Don't forget to head over to proximoinfra.com for some exclusive editorial content. You may be interested in an article from last week by our editor, Max Thompson. In this, he discusses the record low tariff for the 800 megawatt Al-Kashara solar PV scheme in Qatar, which has recently reached financial close. Max dives into the politics of the procurement and how they managed to get the tariff bid so low and ultimately looks at whether these kind of low tariffs can last. Remember, if you're a Proximo member, you can always have access to our past and future webinars, which cover topics ranging from Mexican renewables, auctions and obstacles, to the expansion of European wind farms, to the long-term bankability of battery storage facilities. So don't miss out. Thanks so much for listening and tune in next week for Proximo Weekly Digest.